0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Streetwise, the podcast edition of The Pitch from Kansas City. I am your host and the editor-in-chief, Brock Wilbur. Huh. So that's a week out there, huh? Um, difficult to put into words, difficult to cover what we are seeing right now. Um, I the, the simplest way to put it is that uh, something has to change. Something has been needed to change for hundreds of years now Uh, it has gotten so much worse in the last few years. And there's for everything that there is a season turn, turn, turn. There is a breaking point uh, for humanity. There's been a part of this that um, just the entirety of the year uh, that you, you hope it wakes people up. You hope that it, it wakes people up to the fact that like the, the status quo that they, they try to defend at all turns um, because, one reason or another, it's not on their side. It's never been on their side. It's never going to be on their side. Uh, and and things do have to change, and they have to change quickly. Um, it's nice. It's nice to see so many people who have awoken. It's nice to see how many people that, even if they're not fully... On the page, they're at least uh, wanting to check out the book. Their eyes are opening up. They're starting to realize, like, you know, this is about bigger structural issues. This is about things that are bigger than me, but they're they're also about me. Like, <laughs> it's okay for 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 you to be propelled through some of this through a feeling of of some some level of selfishness because nothing the system is not doing right by you. Uh, the world is not doing right by you. You you could be protected. You could be. Beloved, so much better, and and our current systems of government, the people in our positions of power are just not doing well by it, and uh, it's 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 time to ask for change. Um, I recognize that uh, that this comes with uh, a degree of anarchy uh that is that is uh you know the most nights of the week last week at 8 p.m or so that the city would didn't seem like a pleasant place to be in and whether that is the fault of bad elements within a protest group or whether that is the fault of a police department with an itchy trigger finger um it's some mix of the two i'm sure but uh we have to demand better from those in power um the mayor went out to talk to protesters twice and, uh, in the same day. And, uh, each time, as soon as he left, uh, everyone got tear gassed. So it, it, it's weird that to see things that you think could be these positive moments. Uh, and then, uh, it, it feels very much like it's a photo op and everything goes back to being terrible. As soon as, as soon as the nice thing, uh, switches over, there was a, uh, there was a photo that um, another news organization put out on, on Twitter this week, uh, which they claimed was police officers um, taking a knee in solidarity with the protesters and that everyone burst out into applause. And I got statements from four people that said, in no way did this happen. In fact, in the photo, you can tell they're not kneeling. Um, they're actually uh, switching into their riot gear because they're about to tear gas the crowd. They were like, we were standing right there. This never, ever happened. Nothing like this happened. No one applauded them. The only applause that happened for them was when somebody threw a tear gas canister back at them after it was fired. Um, yeah. And so I ran with that uh, for a bit. And then I heard from people within our organization uh, that that the moment had happened, like that there was, it was a very small moment, but uh, the officers had indeed knelt and people cheered and and then they were gassed. Um, so I wound up getting the exact same number of statements for, for, for saying that it happened and for saying that it didn't. And and this isn't the sort of thing that I would come to expect that is down partisan lines like so much else in the news these days. It, it, it isn't like, all eight of those people that are giving me these statements weren't there because they were supporting the movement. They were They were all there. They were all on the same political side. Four of them saw uh, 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 an exciting moment of the police doing something in solidarity. And the other four did not see that at all. And they were all standing within feet of each other like there's no there's no question of, of whether or not they had a view on it. They were just like this thing did or or absolutely did not happen and to be at that point in twenty twenty where um eight people can't share reality, it makes reporting difficult. Uh so if you feel like dropping a few dollars off at the pitchkc dot com to help support us, I'm just kidding. Uh I mean obviously I would love the money, but um and and we are certainly in a terrible, terrible position, but it is um this is so heartbreaking <laughs> on so many levels. Um, it is heartbreaking to to watch the pain and the agony, but it is heartbreaking to know that that pain and agony has been here for so long. Uh, this is This is a boiling point. It will definitely not be the last boiling point. This will definitely not be the last that we see of national protests of this scale. There is so much work to be done, and each of us carries some burden in in doing that work we all have to do a little better for ourselves and for each other uh, anyway uh, I talked a lot later in the episode with uh, Justice Gatson uh, Justice uh, is one of the people helping organize the protests out here and also is helping people uh, get bailed out uh, from jail uh, when they're arrested for protesting so we have a fun little chat um but uh, right now let's uh, take a break from the news with nick's music corner nick take it away
1: hello i'm nick Spasic, music editor for the pitch here with this week's local music recommendation last week long-running lawrence reggae rock steady ska band page seven released their debut album the call available on all digital platforms the seven track lp is a set of massive sounds From the dubbed-out vibe of the title track, or Window, through the screaming guitar solo on Fall, and the funky psychedelic lope of Soon, The Call is an album perfect for this heatwave. We're featuring Page 7's Window with its powerful lyric, To compromise is to be living borrowed time, a protest song in line with reggae classics like Peter Tosh's Equal Rights. In addition to being available on Spotify, Apple Music, and the like, The Call can be found at page7.bandcamp.com. The day this episode drops, Friday, June 5th, is Bandcamp Friday, wherein any purchases made through the site see the full amount going to the creators. We have a feature on The Pitch's website talking how this affects musicians with rapper, trombonist, Kadesh Flow. In the piece, we've linked to a Twitter thread which features not only Page 7's The Call, but also a slew of local black voices and where you can find their music on Bandcamp, in order to support them as part of today's fee-free event, as well as when it happens again on Friday, July 3rd. Now, take a listen to Window.
0: And now, my conversation with protest leader Justice Gatson. Uh, we uh, we get into uh, what's going on in Kansas City, uh, what the future is uh, for protests, and uh, what, what people are hoping to accomplish here.
2: Okay, we are on. Justice, hello. Thank you for being on the show. Can you introduce yourself to the audience?
3: Sure. Um, hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, my name is My name is Justice Justice Gatson. Um, I'm a social justice doula. I'm an organizer. I'm an activist. I'm an auntie to um, babies in the movement, um, and um, I just genuinely care about our community and what's happening right now.
2: This is a difficult interview to start with. But it, like, I don't know. Where do we start? Uh, so these things are happening now. We have the protests. We have the marches. We have uh, the fuckery across the country. Yeah. Uh, step one. What is it that you do each day?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, my days are so different all the time. <laughs> but one of the one of the main things that I do, um, as I mentioned, I'm I'm an auntie of 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 the young leaders um coming up now. I've spent a lot of time in the streets um tons of time and I've had my time. And, and, and are it's you time lived, for them.
2: Originally KC based or you live in of places.
3: So I I um I def, I'm KC based mm. but um I've I've been almost everywhere um in regards to protest and currently serve as the uh co vice president of the regional uh Midwest of the Midwest region. So, I want to talk about what's going on. All my states are on flame right now. Um Indiana, um Chicago, uh, uh, Missouri, Kansas, right. Uh you know, everywhere and Minnesota. Minnesota's under my belt too. So, yeah, it's it's been you know, what I do every day is make sure that the right to protest, protest is protected. Right. Um, as an auntie of the movement, while young people are out there, you know, fighting for justice and demanding justice, one thing that we do to support them is uh, provide bail support and legal support, you know. So that's something that I do uh, on a daily basis. And we have our Legal Observer program that we run um, through my job at ACLU and through my work at National Lawyers Guild. So um, we collect that information whenever we see escalated police actions or whenever we see um, something that isn't right, a constitutional violation, uh, legal observers are able to document that, uh, bring it back, we turn it into attorneys who can then file lawsuits. Um so that we can get some kind of justice, uh we were very successful in ferguson um uh, with this and um and in other places uh
2: so i uh I work along the side of the the team from uh pod Save the people so uh McKesson and the rest of them are are close friends uh We have a difficult time often. Just uh, acknowledging what it looks like in Jeff City where there are so many politicians that have signs up that are like, please bring a gun into my office. Uh, Is that ever a thing that you see and think, like, why are we doing this?
3: You know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the bigger thing about, um, for us, uh, Kansas City, as it relates to Jeff City, is that we don't have local control. No. <laughs> of, our, of our police department. And we are the last city in the country, in the entire country, that does not have local control. So we don't really have um, a local accountability force. I was um, doing some work um, at the Capitol. I went to testify on a bill. Wow. And um, after that, they were having a hearing about um, increasing the pay for Kansas City police officers. And mm-hmm. nobody, nobody from the city was there to say yay or nay, to give their testimony. And so it's really striking that these decisions are actually made in in Jeff City as a capital when they should be made right in the municip- municipality that people are in. So we've got to fix that big time. Right.
2: <laughs> so I, for people that aren't familiar, that are tuning in for the first time, basically uh, when the mob was running the uh, KC uh, in the 30s and 40s, uh, a situation arose which allowed the state to take over the police department here, and out of, like, every police department in the country, we're one of the only ones that does not control our police department, uh, It responds elsewhere, and it creates odd situations for us.
3: <laughs> yeah, and actually, we're not, it's not that we're one of the only ones. We are the only ones the last uh let's see it was St. Louis now uh, you know they were the last to get it and we are the <laughs> we're the last folks and we need to go ahead and get it i think that you know um maybe um some of our community folks don't or didn't have an understanding of local control and how important it was and yeah, how we it, lost it, it
2: it's one of those things that it's such a wildly complicated problem that like you can't explain it to the average person and make them care.
3: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I did. <laughs> I, was, I, I did. I was at the city has those um, community university uh, meetings, come and learn about the city, and you right. go there for like eight weeks on a Tuesday night, and you learn all about the city, right, and what they have uh-huh. going on. So when they got to the police part um, about policing, I asked our, our um, class, hey, do you all know that we don't have local control? And they're like, what's that? What's that? And then I said, well, that means that the $270 million that we uh, taxpayers have paid for the policing budget, we don't have a say over it. And see, that's how I got people to care. They're like, what? (laughs) What what do you mean we don't have a say? Um, So
2: Yeah. So we are in – a light everything on fire let's protest the world thing right now because it's fucking time uh it's been right. 400 years of of un- oppression right yeah yeah yeah. Of, of this oppression that like no one ever pushed back against in a big way and it seems like uh so there was this thing earlier in this year where uh between uh COVID and everything else my friends were like i think the population is going to be radicalized leftist. Like we're all going to recognize that like healthcare and everything else doesn't support everyone. And like, we're going to come out of this and, and, and have be changed. And for a long time, there was like, I don't think that's happening. And all of a sudden, now that we are into the protest, I am seeing the whitest of white centrist republican people come out my my neighbor is a seven-year-old woman and she saw us come home from the protest the other night and she was walking her dog and she was just like hey thanks and we're just like okay i think you you voted for trump but you definitely are like yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, because he's
3: like save me because i i I can't so i need you So yeah I mean we are I mean, we
2: are doing this thing. Do you think that this is a sea change for us, or do you think that this is more more sad something that we're gonna have to keep doing like once a year?
3: <laughs> you know that's the big question, right? Um but honestly, this feels different this This feels different. Kansas City has never exploded. Uh, with the calls for justice, uh, like we've seen um, for decades, not since the uprising in the '60s, and young people—they are not like their mothers and fathers. Their right. friends are diverse. They have a diverse set of friends, and they're—they're they're leading. They're leading right. every movement has been led by young people and so they're standing up and they're saying not our generation we're not going to tolerate racism we're not going to tolerate homophobia transphobia not our generation we're not going to do it and i love them for it
2: right there is there is something exceptional about this that is like that the rallying cry is black lives matter but that inherent in it for everyone that is showing up is that Trans lives matter, Latinx lives matter. Like it is, we understand that this is a a, a, a full redo of the country where it's like it, everyone's been fucked here.
3: <laughs> right, and no, and uh, you know I dare say nobody more than my trans family. Right, right. Uh, if you're, you know, you're black, yes, but if you're black and trans, come on. And if you're black trans <laughs> if you're black trans and dealing with a disability of some type, right. you're almost like not even not existent. And so in this moment it's important to uplift and to be shouting out our trans brothers and sisters to be uplifting that community as well, right along with this. Because truth be told, our trans brothers and sisters have been in this fight for a long time, leading these movements and leading the way without the acknowledgments and recognition. Right. So this all leads to the sort of thing that
2: was, uh, I've been wanting to be free for a long time because I, <laughs> I would love to have your, your comments on so many things. And I was, I was in the park on Sunday, and your name is atop a top flyer that was about, like, how to get bailed out. And so on and so forth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I understand what it means to be a protester. I understand what it means to be an organizer. What does it mean to be an organizer that is like on the front lines and arranging things like this?
3: Um, it means that you know you're seeing nearly everything that's happening, and in me, my role. You know, I'm auntie for real. I'm going to give you that advice. You know, (laughs) uh, young people ask me all the time, how should I do this? How should I do that? What's the best way? And I give them the jewels, the knowledge, so that they can carry this on. We don't need one person um, being the leader. This is a leaderful movement. We are all leaders in our own right, and so let's empower each other, right? And, yeah, that's part of what I do.
2: What would you summarize
3: what you do as? Social. I'm a social justice doula. So what <laughs> what that means is, and I'm and I'm and I'm a doula. I'm a birth, labor, and postpartum certified doula. Um, oh, absolutely.
2: Like a starting point. Yes. Then yes. And then moving forward. Okay.
3: So I move that. I, I I marry those skills. So a doula is a professional, right, who is there during the birthing process. Right. with a mama waiting for that baby to come and is there supporting that mama through everything, through those birth pains, right? And you can think of those birth pains as a, as a pain that we feel in our communities. And I'm there supporting, supporting her, supporting her family. And when I say social justice doula, I marry my organizing and activism skills with my training as a labor birth doula and that means when I approach my community, it's with love, it's with kindness, right. it's with understanding, it's with a generational trauma lens. I know that you've oh, been traumatized for generations. I can't ignore that. I have to have that lens on. And so it's a different approach to taking care of our community and, and our people, Gen- you know, generally. nurturing
2: in, like, a very, like, non-committal way. Mm-hmm. How has this made you
3: feel? Okay, when you say this, you mean, like, just what's happening right now? Yeah, yeah.
2: When you, yeah. When you show up and you see this, like, there are parts of it that were good, there are parts mm-hmm. of it that seem really bad because, Yeah,
3: you know, it's mixed. Emotions are mixed. Um okay. I'm a pretty tough cookie. Um so <laughs> so I um I keep going. I keep pushing. I keep moving. But I have to tell you this in this moment there have been times where I have broken down and cried. Um I have sobbed honestly. Um I'm so sorry. Thinking about cuz I couldn't watch the video of our brother George. I couldn't watch it. Oh god. But, yeah. But god. hearing Hearing that he cried for his deceased mother crushed my heart. And I, and it's those things, and you know, when I'm thinking like that, I'm like we have to keep pushing, we have to keep fighting. But then when I look at the young people demanding justice, you know, calling right. for the things that matter, the young people who are relentless and they're like, no, we've right. had enough. That gives me so much pride. That gives me so much happiness and joy, sure, and so yeah, so I'm all over the place on the field
2: <laughs> hey, all over, of us yeah, okay. so the question uh that follows is, what should the whites be doing, but also what should everyone else be doing
3: <laughs> so. White people, my white brothers and sisters, you need to – it's really important to be able to learn to listen right. to black and brown, POC, LGBTQ, trans leadership. It's really important because we know what we need. Right. And so I say start there. Um, I can point folks to an, a really good organization if they really want to really wanna do some good work. Surge KC, showing up for racial justice. Uh, it's a good place for white folks to start to try to give some analysis and to get a plug-in uh, on helping and doing their part for black-led organizations. So, cool. uh, yeah. Um, other folks, what they need to be doing, be vocal. Um, support these youth. Um, and, you know, find your place in this. Uh, call up local officials. Find out what the demands are and actually call those folks and make those demands. Um, Give money to bail funds. Um, Give give money to um, movement funds. Um, um, There are a number of things that people can do. There are um, organizations that people can do more work at. So if if people want to be a legal observer, if you want to go out there and do that, um, get with the ACLU of Missouri. Sure. Uh, I do I do legal observer trainings over there. You can go out and be a legal observer. That's really helpful right now. Um, you and I are about to talk about
2: ACLU stuff, but um, like, what's the easiest version of helping?
3: The easiest version of helping is uh, having a conversation with your family and. If that's too Do you mean,
2: tough? like, uh, ruining Thanksgiving? <laughs> you <mean> like a...
3: <laughs> well, hey, you might ruin the whole year, but, <laughs> 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 but having, having conversations, posting articles, that's easy. Post right. an article. Do go to Surge so that they can equip you with the tools to have that family conversation. Sure. Because um, th- 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 there's just a number of ways to get in and help, but you just want to make sure that you're doing a service and not a disservice because sometimes people come in and they're like, justice, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. I'm like, did they tell you to do that? No. (laughs) I'm like, well, don't do it until they tell you to. (laughs) There are um, lots of reasons why we hold back on stuff. It may be strategy. It may be a reason that you're un- a person is unaware of, and they're really thinking, "Oh, I'm doing a good thing," and they honestly may not be doing <laughs> a good thing. How, how do we help you? How do you do what? How you help? Yes. How do we help you? So, a big a big thing that we need help with right now is for folks. donate to the bail funds donate to the bail funds donate to the um solidarity uh bail fund that real justice network has donate to the one struggle kc bail fund those two are legit bail funds that are black led we've been doing this for a little while i've been bailing mamas out of jail for three four years now um and so we kind of shift over to this, support those funds, support, um, go out there, right? Go, go out and stand with the young people. Okay. Um, there's also a need for um, other types of support that I can't really talk about on this show in public, but what you can do <laughs> is, is uh, email us at R-E-A-L-E, justice seventeen at gmail. Okay. You're going to get get on a working list and we got other stuff that people can be doing that's going to be really 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 helpful.
0: And that's today's episode of Streetwise from the Pitch KC. Please go to the pitchkc.com, follow us there, check out all the awesome journalism that we're doing and chip in a couple of bucks if you can. We have a new membership program right now. I uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, the benefits that come from that for as little as $5 a month. Uh, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, this show has been edited by Terrence Wiggins, a person that you should hire to take care of all your audio stuff. Um, we love playing local bands on here. If you um, are a local band, please get in touch with Nick, uh, our, our music editor uh, via our website. but um, Nick is loves writing up local stuff. He's doing an incredible job. We actually have so much new cool music coming out of quarantine uh, here in Kansas City. That uh, Nick has had to create a uh, a new weekly column called One Sentence Reviews, uh, where he just gives each sentence, uh, each each single a, uh, a a single sentence. So uh, each song, one review, one sentence. Um, he he tortures me by using uh, a lot of hyphens when he should use m dashes. But uh, that's some inside baseball for me. Anyway, uh, we we would love to feature your song on the podcast. Send it on in. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope things get better. I hope you take care of yourself. Uh, pitch in, and we'll make it through. I've been Brock Wilbur, thank you so much for listening. Have a day.